0: YOROKOSO TOZO Master.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Uh, if I can... Start with a sports analogy because I'm sure there's lots of people that watch sports and also watch anime and listen to this podcast. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, sports anime kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know if this analogy would apply though. Uh, I feel like we're th- there's this thing that happens when you get late in the season where all the playoff seating is decided and the games are kind of meaningless and everyone's going through the motions. I, I, I kind of feel like we're at that phase of this anime season. Um, where, I, I
3: would definitely agree. I think uh, you know,
1: I'm not this is a real ringing endorsement for this episode of the podcast, but <laughs> I do feel like we're kind of coming down the home stretch with a lot of these shows. I don't really feel like anything that we're gonna see is probably gonna change our mind a whole lot on on them for better or worse. And uh, you know, I also said, you know, at the beginning of the season, a lot of the shows that I'm watching I just don't really merit talking about every single week. Um so I mean kind I, of th- a little... Go I ahead, think Zane.
2: we're kind of past the past the point where any show can surprise us really. We know what these things are for better or worse. Yeah,
1: except for talentless Nana, but we'll get to that. Um <laughs> so anyway, we're a little light on anime content this episode and you know trust me we'll have plenty more uh coming up in the next couple episodes because we've got like season previews, we've got year-end stuff, we've got new season coming up, but for this particular week, we're a little light on anime, so we figured now might be a good time to talk about some of the anime-adjacent games we've been playing, um, which we'll get to, and you know, we'll still talk a little bit of anime, too, but um, before we get to all that, let me introduce everyone. I'm Jell. I am joined by Iro.
0: Still here, not dead yet, despite the anime season's twist attempts. <laughs> well, it's,
1: I feel like it's not necessarily that what we're watching is bad, but I feel it's like we're true, just kind of true. locked in and not a whole lot to say that we haven't said already. But um, uh, We're also joined by G.
3: I belong to the streets of Ijinsho now.
1: <laughs> yes, that's another topic we'll be getting into. Uh, if, we'll be talking a bit about the new Yakuza like a dragon game, or relatively new. New to us. Yes, uh,
3: yes. New <laughs> new to us
2: is the, is the best way to put it.
1: Um, and we're also joined by Zig.
2: I'm alternating between the depths of Hades and post-apocalyptic America. So, America.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, re- you're having a real fun time. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I,
0: I, do, I do like how when Death Strand came out, everyone was like, this is ridiculous. And then... Not that much long later, uh, <laughs> it came to be that Ko- maybe not so ridiculous the- after all. Right? Like, I mean, I definitely like you know, I'm definitely
3: like leery of the people who are like, "Oh, Kojima, the genius, Nostradamus, oh, no. he he called it." <laughs> but also, it's like, <laughs> It kind of did. He's not an idiot. I mean, well, okay, he's not in.
0: He's not. I was gonna say he's not an idiot, but I was he's gonna capable, say he's capable of recognizing societal trends.
3: Yes, yes. He he is a he's a very observant individual and I think He that, kind like, of yes, is an that... idiot though, like well, supportive yes, <laughs> wise. Right, well that's why I couldn't bring myself to say he's not an yeah. idiot because he kind of is, but he's also very like keenly aware of like stuff going around g- around going around him and
2: y- you know, like He's a very smart idiot
3: yeah yeah like sure well i think it's more like kojima couldn't have predicted a pandemic but i think kojima could see that uh ah, the state of the world in its current like incarnation if it were to be hit by a pandemic would react in some like very specific ways you know what i mean right but all uh, right i guess that spoils the games we're going to talk about yes
1: <laughs> We've, well we didn't well we didn't mention i'm not gonna talk about uh, high days <laughs> yeah, no, we're, not, we're, we're We'll we'll leave Hades out of this one, but uh, we didn't mention Iro also playing uh, Thirteen Seven. Oh, that's because I uh, couldn't come uh, up with a good rim, enough.
3: I guess rim. I, bit, you know, so.
0: it's true. I couldn't come up with a good enough bit because we were no longer in the show era. So,
1: uh, all right. Well, let's uh le- let us dive into a little bit of the game chat first before we get to the anime, and we'll start with uh, G and I. We have been playing Yakuza like a dragon. I'm pretty sure G, you've you've passed me. At this point, yeah, I—I uh, I I don't got know what it. chapter you're up to, but
3: uh, twelve.
1: Okay, yeah, Jesus. you're way ahead of me. I'm still in chapter five, yeah, but I, I, which is still—I mean, I still feel like I've—I feel like I've played a significant enough chunk of it, but uh, it least...
3: is—it is—it is a substantial game, like without a doubt. Like, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, but um, I think you know, I just in getting overall impressions thus far you know obviously there was a lot of skepticism on this particular game because of the major shift in the gameplay from you know your you know beat them up action brawler to uh, a hardcore JRPG right. um
0: Although we have uh, we have said in the past or even on tape that like yakuza is basically a JRPG already just instead, yeah, of, right. taking,
1: instead of picking instead of the battle your, system is yeah, instead of picking yeah, your commands you totally right.
3: just
0: push the square button to punch right
3: like Yes, yes. We have definitely, and I, and I still stand by that analysis of the Yakuza series as a whole, that yes, that, like, its core, like, framework and tenets is very much like a JRPG. And, like, in many ways, it, it masks that with its presentation and its choreography um, I always its felt subject matter. It, but I,
2: I uh, always felt it was kind of in the kind of Legend of Zelda era uh, area where it's kind of... An RPG adjace, if that makes sense. It has a lot of the I, trappings of the genre, but a bit more of an action focus. I,
3: I definitely see wh- why you say that, Zig, I, and I think I think you're right. I think it's just, but but I do think that even more than Zelda, like the Yakuza series has always actually been fairly upfront about how RPG ish it is. Like there are yeah. upgrade trees.
2: You have a cool cr- quest log,
3: right? You have a quest log. There's craftable material. I mean, uh, uh you know, weapons and gear, like, right? You know, it's
1: and now they're not hiding it, anymore. right?
3: And now they're not, they're not really hiding it anymore. With this latest game, which stars a new protagonist, uh, Ichiban Kasuga, and who the, the 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 conceit of the game is that like you know he grew up playing Dragon Quest. He's a big JRPG nerd, and like it's uh, also maybe he has brain damage and like perceives. <laughs> All fights as these turd based affairs. I mean, that's um, kind
2: of par for the course for Jakub. Yeah, like they.
3: Well, the thing is that they very early on explicitly make it clear that what Kasuga sees is not what everybody else sees. Like nobody right. else is like freaking out about like, you know, this is this is the game that implies that heat actions aren't <laughs> real. Or, or, or is, it, just, <laughs> it implies that heat actions are
0: in the mind's eye more than any other game. Are you telling me Kiryu did not actually grind those guys' faces against the pavement?
3: It's... I, I refuse Kiryu, to believe no, I that mean, Kiryu didn't do that. I, I believe <laughs> Kiryu did. Maybe the implication is that Kasuga is not capable of those physical, like, achievements. <laughs> and thus, he just mm-hmm. imagines them? Because, yeah. yeah. Anyways, after
1: the game it's, itself...
2: It's a bit- Sorry, it's a bit
1: weird it's a bit weird but also I I will just say just in general I do think I appreciate the change. I don't know if it's necessarily better or worse, but like yeah, one of I... the one of my things were, were with cuz I've I've played all of two Yakuza games. I played Zero and Kiwami and while I enjoyed them both, I haven't played more because the prospect of basically doing the exact same game like mechanically speaking just with like a different story f- like five more times. Right, was... we
2: we have had a lot of that game. Like, yeah, we have it, had six. It was plus... a bit
1: daunting, like for me to think totally. about. Okay, I'm going to sit here and like basically play the same game with a new story. Yeah, over and over again. And so the idea of like, I mean, not even just mechanically mixing it up, but the idea of having new a new protagonist yeah. and new new characters. Like it's more of an ensemble. Yeah. type of group that you're I, working with i think i think i like that if only because it feels like something fresh and not me playing the same game over again
3: definitely so like i, w- I want to make it clear like i'm not gonna try to you know do some historical revisionism here i was always pretty skeptical of yakuza 7 slash like a dragon uh because i, I genuinely, yakuza. <laughs> yes i i genuinely like the combat in yakuza games like I think that it's you know it is they are brawlers they are fairly simple but they are they do a master, masterful job of evoking a sense of like impact and physicality right like you have the heat actions you have like you know the ways in which like you punches a man and their body just like goes flying
1: like, <laughs> slams into the ground or the wall right whatever, like right.
3: it's it, they they make it you make they make you feel powerful they make you feel like the dragon of Dojima or a detective, or whoever the fuck you're playing, um, but, <laughs> uh, but, so yeah, I was actually skeptical of the turn-based thing, also because, yes, like, the Yakuza games are kind of dreadful about random encounters, and it's one thing, like, in a brawler, where it's like, alright, I'm just gonna, like, mash square for, like, 15 seconds until this dude dies, as opposed to, you know, having to do that in a JRPG, um, but I do think that, Overall, the experience really is working well. If, if, if even just because it is such a departure from the usual format, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't think I would want this to be the the direction of the franchise going forward. But I would definitely be down for like the Kasuga line of Yakuza games being like these turn-based RPGs. Ah,
1: do like two different. Uh... Series type of thing. Well, I mean, I, I, alternate alternate games or something. Be, I guess the cause... question there is
2: then, you know, do the Kasuga games become the mainline Yakuza and the beat em ups become the spin off or vice well, versa?
3: Maybe, because, like, the, the reason I bring that up is because Judgment came out, like, last year, right? And. Judgment is very much kind of a more traditional Yakuza game in terms of gameplay, yeah. right? It's an open world, explore, beat em up you know, you, have, you can switch styles. But the thing that they change there is the protagonist. The protagonist is not even a Yakuza. They, they are not even, like, associated mm. with crime in, like... Well, I mean, they associate <laughs> with criminals, but they are not, like, associated with the crime family in any, like, notable way. And... I found that that worked as well, like, even with the combat system being the same, I found that to also be a pretty refreshing change of pace, so I could definitely see them, like, doing, like, an alternating between, like, this year is Judgment 2, next year is, you know, Like a Dragon 2, or whatever.
2: Um, I mean, or... I, I think that as time has gone by, you know, the, the number of stories you can tell within the very strict mm-hmm. framework of what that game thinks is a Yakuza is kind of stifling in some sense. You know, and I, But
3: that is why I do think, but but I, I do agree with that, Jake, and that is kind of why I think I, I, ha, I have been digging the last couple of games from that studio because they feel like efforts on that studio's part to try to work within that framework, which I think is extremely likable and, and really well done, but find new ways to explore that space.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, so far, other than, once you get out of the prologue, this game has not really been <laughs> that related to the Yakuza. I mean, it's a it's about, I mean, G people. is a little deeper in the game. Maybe things loop around. I got bad later. news for you, Jill. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's about, you know, I, I think thematically they're, they're trying to paint this picture of, you know, the maybe the both the Yakuza and the cops are bad and the real heroes are the... Uh, you know, the poor people out in the streets trying to hustle and make a living, right? But, um... <laughs> feel free to shoot me down, G. Destroy my hopes and no, dreams, I think, on, I dreams think, on that one. I, I feel I like that is the main theme of the game, yes, right? Yes, like,
2: I,
3: th- I think it is good for you to talk through this now when you've only played as far as you <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're totally right, Gel, And I do agree that I, the thing this game does really strongly is that, like... Kasuga is a really likable guy. He's an idiot. He's, like, the dumbest protagonist in the history of this franchise. Uh, He's actually dumber than Kiryu, which is... Like, I would go as far as say that later in the game, he he is dumb to the detriment of the story in a couple places, but, like, he is a... He is a likable goofball, though, like, and he's also an active protagonist. He pursues things. He react he, like he he is not like entirely reactive. He is not like a Kiryu who just like stands in the street waiting for shit to happen to him. Yeah,
2: I, I was gonna say like sometimes like sometimes that is very charming, but occasionally it did feel a little bit like Kiryu was kind of a passenger in his own game a lot of the time. Yes, yeah,
3: and to, to, a degree, to a degree, I think that over the course of like the seven games which starred Kiryu. That writing team, like, finally discovered how to make that work. Like, I think a lot of us here played Yakuza 0, where we found, like, Kiryu's brain of stoicism to be extremely charming. But, yeah, as someone I mean, who's it, played...
2: It, it helps in 0 as well that they also have Majima on the other side, who definitely, is a bit more proactive, definitely. even before it's, he's it's kind of psycho. It's
3: astounding that that is the only game in which Majima is playable. Um, but, yeah, like, so, as someone who's played 0... Kiwami 1 and 2 and 6, like, yeah, let me tell you, like, the thing that, like, Kiryu doesn't really <laughs> expand as a character, and so Kasuga is a really refreshing change of pace. The thing I would say about that game that, like, maybe it bothers me, but I also admire it, is Yakuza 7, or Like a Dragon, I don't fucking know what to call it, I, I keep calling it, it 7, but, like, I know Like a Dragon is its western title. Well,
2: it's it's actually because in in Japan that series is not called Yakuza. No, no, it's called. I know it.
0: I I
2: I, I know this trivia bit. Believe
3: me, I know it's a
0: Dynasty Warriors. It is a it is a Resident
3: Evil Biohazard situation. I I do understand that. It's just I don't for the sake of brevity, I don't know what to call it. But Dynasty Warriors. uh, (laughs) But the thing that I admire, but also I think maybe it makes this game more of a. Tightrope balance is that Yakuza Seven is the game that I think more than any other is like deeply concerned with Japanese society and saying something about Japanese society. And in many ways, you know, it's the big P word that all the gamers hate. It's political, like it's oh no, it's Uh. it's saying something about like. About Japanese politics, about the way it's run—not my organized like, crime. Don't like, be silly, G.
2: Video games can't be political, like this. Except is a for game that about... one time, Majima decided the tax code of Japan.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Clearly, yes. Yakuza famously apolitical, except for all those times here you <laughs> saved the Japanese government. Um, uh huh. But, but this
1: is this is definitely a lot more overtly political. Yeah, like, like if they make <laughs> like, it clear for. When they, as soon as Bleach Japan showed up, I was like, "Oh man, we're going here!" Huh? Right? Like,
3: like, like the game. <laughs> the game. One of the game's primary antagonists is an organization that is like a group of moralistic crusaders who are trying to root out, like, you know, Im- illegal immigrants and and <sighs> sex work in the city. Like,
0: they were trying to just, clean up the city. So, to speak. just the dudes were on the boat in. Japan sinks.
3: Kind of, yeah. Like it is kind of like that. Like like n- like nationalist Puritans, who uh, have a very like obvious moral agenda and are willing to do some like very like hypocritically amoral things to achieve it. Um, yeah. Like I mean, the the, the protagonist himself is like intentionally made to be like the inverse of Kiryu. Like. <laughs> His his jacket is maroon, you know, like and his and his and his tie is like is, is is inverted, right? Like he is he, he is intended to be like the inverse of, of Kiryu, but but even in like more interesting ways of like, Kiryu and Kasuga are both orphans, but Kiryu is like the idealized Showa era orphan of like gruff dude raised by like the equivalent of Yakuza royalty, who like yeah he's an orphan, but also let's be real, like Kiryu like had a perfectly, like, normal childhood, basically. Whereas, right. like, Kasuga is also an orphan, but he was raised in a soap land, which, for those not familiar, is, I mean, it's its a place where Japanese sex work happens. You know, it's a brothel, so to speak. You know, he was raised by prostitutes. Um, he's, you know, he, he is a man who, like, empathizes with the homeless and immigrants. Like... He, he is a, you know, he, he is presented and stylizes himself as, like, a protector of, like, Japan's underclass, a, a group of people who, in actual real Japanese society, have long been, like, marginalized or, you know, outright ignored, you know, by, by that society as a whole.
2: I mean, I think we can safely say that it's not just Japanese society who does that. No,
3: definitely not, but I I, I do want to, like, lean into that a bit, because, you know, they, they even get into, like, an aspect of, like, you know, the Zainichi in Japan, right? Like,
2: like the caste uh, pe- system.
3: Right, like, people, or, or, or more specifically, like, immigrants who were brought to Japan, like, generations ago. So these are people who have were born in Japan, right? Like, who are ethnically, ethnically Korean or Chinese, usually born in japan some don't even know their original mother language like they get into this some of the guys you talk to immigrants yeah. don't speak korean or chinese they don't because they've been raised in japan their whole lives but they're still not seen as citizens they are still not seen as like people with the who are who are afforded the same legal rights as as others despite being born born in that country speaking that language and they get into that and it's like I don't even know anime that, like, have been willing to, like, tread into those waters. It's...
1: Right, like, that that very specific thing is not something you see come up very often.
2: I mean, anime is generally not... You know, it tends to lean towards the fantastical, even overtly political anime tends to focus on the high end of politics rather than the man in the street.
3: And... I, again, I think I, because of all those aspects work so well, this, you know, this is a very long-winded way to get back to also what is maybe one of my concerns about this game is that because it's so much more serious, the aspects of it that miss really miss for me. <laughs> like, just to talk about, like, a parts that, like, only, you know, that Jell would be familiar with, like... A lot of the plot is motivated by the death of a person that Kasuga meets, and you know this dude for like all like fifteen minutes, maybe less in terms of like probably less time. than fifteen minutes. Like, yeah, <laughs> you barely know this guy, and and his first impression is extremely negative. He's an extremely abrasive like individual. Like, he's an asshole. Like, totally. Like, there's there's no way around it.
1: I mean, I, mean, but, we, we, I mean, we can say he, he's basically, he's somebody running a soap, the soap land. He runs a soap across. land, right? Yeah, and he and, treats
3: his employees like shit. Right. And he runs his place like garbage. And, but, and, and despite all that, like, it, so when he gets killed in the story, there's like a minor spoiler, but like, you know, look, it's a Yakuza game, you know this shit's coming from a mile away. Like, Kasuga's moral outrage feels really misplaced because the guy didn't deserve to get killed. Like, he didn't deserve to be murdered. He wasn't that evil, but he wasn't, like, a good person. But Right. Kasuga, like, moralizes and gives speeches about this guy, about how, oh, the only reason why he, like you know, emotionally abused his you know, his 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 prostitute employees because that's just tough love in this industry. You know, that's just that's what a real, like that's what a strong man who works in the sex work industry does. You know, like that's that's the right thing for a pimp to do is to be hard on his hose. And it's like this is like really like to a Western perspective, this is a very off-putting thing to say. And it very much feels like, oh, this was written by Japanese writers with a very spe- specific, like, conception of Japanese masculinity, right? Like, ah, in the underworld, you need to be a hard man, and a hard man is a good man. And it's... it.
1: Yeah, they definitely... Because I, I, up to that point, I felt like they, they were trying to go for a more kind of nuanced take of, yes, this guy did some bad stuff, but like you said, he didn't deserve to be murdered. He also did some good things. He, he was a more of a complex right. it, it was more of a complex individual but when he dies uh, Ichi's just like you know how dare they kill this wonderful man we have to avenge him basically right, <laughs> it's like, like, like whoa, like, let's, the level- let's like, pump the brakes here folks right like
3: his desire for revenge is not unwarranted <laughs> again like I-, I am being a little unfair here the guy we're talking about was a legitimately like morally complex character who does some legitimately like good and benevolent things for very specific people in his lives. Right because we
1: do see some of the some of the people that worked for him you know who also thought he was a bastard but you know also had some affection for him and things right, like that. So there like, was there was areas to explore there but, but it just the, feels like they swung too hard in right, the other direction.
2: I I think that there's a way to to work that into the story, you know, if you want to dig deep on why Ichiban feels particular affection for this guy and explain why he wants to overlook some of these this guy's moral failings, but I'm guessing that the story doesn't really do that.
1: Well, I think there is some implication because Ichi grew up in a soap land and was essentially raised by a guy like this, that there's he's maybe a little... More zealous about it, right? Right, Okay,
2: but like sometimes subtext doesn't quite cut it. If you and that's so
3: that's the thing. So here's the actual thing that like gets that becomes like my issue with the game. Like, and again, this is minor because like Yakuza is like the only series in the world where I I said this in our Discord, where I can ping pong from. I have real issues about this game's personal politics to this game should be (laughs) game of the year, Uh, and I really like this game. It actually still might be my game of the year, but I do have to bring this up. It's like, so that is how it's all portrayed in the original Japanese language. Is like each like is Kaska's like moral outrage is mainly primarily based in like his belief in like the inherent goodness of this person and the inherent injustice of their death. As background, I've been I haven't been watching it actively. I've had it, I've had it playing in the background while I work on other stuff. I have been watching a let's play of this game with the english dub on just like out of curiosity first of all it's actually surprisingly good they got george Decay. it's it's kind of <laughs> there's some there's some like surprisingly like you know good roles in in the english dub of yakuza uh, like a dragon but, is this
2: the first time one of those games has been dubbed since the original yakuza no judgment uh, had a. Dub. Oh, judgment okay. also oh right a dub, yeah yes. i guess that that counts by
3: um, you know and here's the thing, like, because the Yakuza games, they don't use dub titles, right? Like, they wrote an entirely new script for the dub, right? Like, or or, or the other way around, they, they, you know, they wrote a different, like, actual written script for the sub and the dub of this game. Right. And I know some gamers out there are going to hear this and, like, call this, like, revisionism. They're going to call this, like, you know, censorship, but the thing that the Yakuza dub actually did that I liked a lot more is that they made, like, to, to echo what you said, Zeke, they made the subtext text. So, like, they didn't, like, necessarily, like, add entirely new lines, but, like, they kind of, like, massage the language. So, like, even though Kasuga is still, like, morally outraged at, at, the, at the death of this, like, character, it's framed less as, like, this is a moral outrage and more... This is an injustice because this person didn't deserve to die. Like, he was a jerk, he was morally complex, but not to the degree where he deserved to be murdered. And that's the injustice of the situation, is that people like him, who are not necessarily morally good, but exist on the margins of society, like, they don't deserve to just be, like, you know, indiscriminately murdered for no good reason. And... The dub framing it that way, I was like, that's actually the text, that's actually, like, the subtext I wanted from this story bit. Like, that is, like, hinted at in the original Japanese, but is made much more apparent in the English dub. Like, and... Yeah,
1: I mean, that's a real, that opens up a real interesting conversation (laughs) about, uh... Which I don't know if we have time to dive super right. deep into. Right, I don't, into, I don't think so like, either.
3: We should probably like close this conversation. But uh, anyways, but. <laughs>
1: but but no, I mean the I, if the goal of and you know we're talking about maybe some of some of the the you know the subbed version of it is kind of leaning more on a you know Japanese cultural understanding of things or something. I don't know, but you know if the goal of your localization, particularly in a dub, is to to you know make it work for uh you know your tar- for you know your target audience that language that you're targeting then
3: yeah
1: it's a good job right but, no but um, I, I
3: think it does work well like it, it makes it, it just makes the whole thing a little bit easier to swallow you know from a western perspective
1: right um yeah i i think overall it kind of points to can a game like Yakuza that's perhaps not usually meant known for its subtleties handle <laughs> you know, some of these complex topics and maybe the answer is maybe? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I
3: that's that's a good way of putting it. Um I, I don't I, know if there's
1: a black and white yes or no answer on that. Yeah,
3: but. I will say that, like, again, I really like the game. It's very likable. Like, the characters are very warm in, in a way that's, like, very, very fun to interact with them. I've I, I've met some new... I've gotten some, I'm some... I've gotten all the party members now, so, like, I have them right. all, and like, some of the late-game party members are fucking wild. Like, I, I won't spoil them, but like, oh, man, like,
1: yeah, I still only have the first four.
3: Right, you um, ha- you basically have, like, you know, the Persona 4 equivalent, like, sc- Scooby Gang Core Squad, but, like, yeah. I- I've gotten, like, you know, your, your like, late game equivalents, right? Like, your Magus or, or-, or whatever equivalent, and...
1: Naoto, or... Whatever. Yeah,
3: and, man, they're kind of wild, because... <laughs> One oh. of them was a character in Yakuza 6 who explicitly got shot in the head and died, like... Okay, sure, <laughs> like, well, that's one like way to do it. Like, like, they did not, like, fucking, do. like... Right. They did not do the, like, Geese Howard fall off the tower and they never found the body. They did not, like, you know, go down with the <laughs> ship. They were, ex- like, explicitly shot in the head. You saw the bullet exit their skull... Yeah, like, and this dude is just hey, here. Man. This guy's just here in in, in,
1: in this game as a party I kinda, member, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here?
3: I kind of hope they just never
1: explain. I
3: think they will. His his social link seems to imply they're going to get into it soon, but yeah, I'm just like, I mean, there
1: are so again. Oh right! This, this game has
3: social links, by the way. <laughs>
1: this this is this is a Persona game. This is yeah. Persona Six. I know that I know the jokes have been floating around for that, but in a lot of ways you can see is. the Persona influence yes. on this it.
3: This is this uh. is this is Boomer Persona Six. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and I met another dude where I don't even want to, like describe him because that because inst- if I describe him, you will instantly recognize him when he shows up. But like. The last party member I really, really like. For many of the reasons for... Uh, think about who, who who is the most popular fan-favorite character in Yakuza. Um, what what would happen if they introduce a character that was very similar to that character Not in his mannerisms and stylings? Uh, and he was a party member. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also both... The last two party members are basically different flavors of the Final Fantasy Monk class, so I really appreciate that. Like, they right. both punch people, <laughs> which is uh, very fun. Well, now, well, hold on. Punching people in Yakuza? I mean, yes, everybody punches people, but one of them... like
1: there's surprisingly less punching in this game than, right uh, so, when, so when, they introduce, <laughs> when
3: they introduce these last two party members these last two party members are the two that feel the most like actual characters from the yakuza franchise you know like right. one of them like when i say two different flavors like one of them like fights barehanded but is like doing like you know solid snake cqc and the other one fights barehanded but is like using kung fu and it's very fun to uh uh-huh. yeah watch them go Right. right most of
1: your party members are like <laughs> yakuza substory characters yeah yeah in the in the early parts but yeah um but uh all right well you know i i will second uh your feelings on it g particularly that this is a very good game i'm enjoying it a lot even though i'm not as far as you are yet so i'm looking forward to uh finishing it up sometime within the next uh year <laughs> well, Yeah. so is game so long well uh <laughs> they all I, I, the last thing
3: I'll ask you, uh, wait, you're in Chapter 5, so that means...
1: I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm near the end of Chapter 5, because I feel like I've been in Chapter 5 a long time. But uh... Does
3: the name Mabuchi ring any bells?
1: Yes, I, I've, I've, I'm looking for him.
3: Okay, yeah. alright, tell me, not here, but just tell me when you get to, uh spoilers tell me when you get to his boss fight
1: because well i'm assuming yes i'm going to yeah. fight him at some oh, point dude, if i'm the looking fucking, for
3: him the fucking music shout outs to mabuchi's boss fight theme it's maybe one of the best tracks i've ever heard in this whole franchise
1: all right it's really fucking we'll, uh, good. i'll i'll let you know when we get to that part but uh that's it <laughs> all right so um a couple other games we we wanted to shout out here Nah, Iroh, nah. you f- recently finished uh, Thirteen Sentinels. Uh, I had—I finally looked up how to say it's. E- I think it is supposed to be Aegis written. So it is they, they, aegis? They, okay. Okay. They say
0: they in the game in the English dub they say Aegis. Okay. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's supposed it's to aegis. be like an E it's sound. Not That's an a how sound. you pronounce yeah. that.
1: Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we all can't we be help be that talk,
0: we all. I won't be able to talk about this for thirty minutes. But uh... <laughs> no, no. I just.
1: I so I. Even, even before you played it, Iroh, I, I've heard everybody say it's a game that's very easy to spoil and there's not a whole lot you can say about yep. it. Yep. But yes. uh, you did like it, though, uh, I right? I did.
0: <laughs> I have Platinum Trophy, which was pretty easy Platinum to get. Um, I've played the whole game. Uh, for those unfamiliar, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim is developed by Vanillaware, which is a studio who made Odin Sphere, Grim Grimoire, Murmasa Demon Blade, Dragon's Crown... So their, their whole wheelhouse is, like, beautiful, Super detailed, be- yeah, 2D, beautiful art. 2D art, basically. Uh, and usually fantasy stuff, and this is their first, like, sci-fi foray. Um, and... Now... Go ahead.
1: My, my The one question I've always had in this game, is this, like, more of a visual novel than a game? I would say so, or? yes. Okay. Uh,
0: I think the persistent issue I had with, say, Odins Sphere or is... A the stories were like fine um but B you had to do a lot of tedious gameplay to get to the story Yeah bits. I
2: I didn't particularly right, yeah. enjoy playing those games looking at them yes. yeah
0: I I
3: have a soft spot for Odin Sphere I think that like sure. that game and game the, the remake legitimately did like improve it Play a lot. pretty well um but, uh right. bossa though yes that that, that game is definitely yeah late. but it sounds
1: like this basically cuts out the tedious yeah, gameplay th- and let's just get to the story the, uh
0: this the, the story to gameplay ratio is way more lopsided in favor of story in this rim, <laughs> which i think is a good thing uh the battles are there and they are fine they are they 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 have their moments there's a couple of uh a couple of battles that i really really enjoyed um for their set piece value i would say uh and and you can freely, like, tune the difficulty up or down with no penalties or anything. It's like, if you really don't care, you can just set it to casual mode and blaze through. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Although you're saying
1: it was still pretty easy on normal. For yeah,
0: me. on normal, I S-ranked every stage except for the, basically the penultimate stage on my first try. Um, yeah.
1: Although Iro is secretly better at video games than
0: any of us. Everybody says that, and they're always <laughs> wrong. It doesn't take much um, to be
1: better at video games than me, it must be said. Uh,
0: but, uh, yeah, it is kind of hard to talk about the story without spoiling um, But that's the str- that is the strong point, though, is yes, the story. Yes, if you like yeah. seeing plot, tw- like... Because there there's 13 main characters, and they all have their like plot thread and some are better than others um but if you like say if you like how in odin sphere you'd play a character's story and see the other main character off in the back doing something else (laughs) here and you hear the 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 back half of their conversation and you go wait no i want to hear more about that know um, the way the way you sold I mean, I was already like I, I mean
3: I've actually owned this game uh-huh. for longer than Eero yeah, has, uh-huh. but I've just been I've been very busy uh, this these these past couple of months and haven't really had a chance to play it. And then Yakuza happened, you know. uh-huh. Yep, yep. Look, I I had I had to fight I had to fight that chimpanzee in a construction vehicle. It's
0: true, yes. But I thought we were done on my Uh
3: <laughs> but um the thing that you you told me that I think really had me interested in this game, Eero, is uh, you said that it does the thing that like the best the best plot twists do. Of when you get intro- when when the game throws a plot twist at you,
0: it makes you retroactively reevaluate. Yes, everything you I had think seen prior. I think there's a lot of that of which you you're playing for a while and you like you think you know what's going on, and then somebody says a thing and you go, "Excuse me." Can we talk about that? <laughs> no wait, then if that's that if that's true, then what about this? What about that? Is this person even who they say they are? Am I even who it's like is the character I'm playing as even who they think they are? Like Right, is the moon even real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I think there's a a lot of that if you like puzzle box sort of narratives told told in such a way that you're you're constantly thinking about where these things Yeah. Stick together. uh, Like, like, would you like it?
3: Would you say that, like, and I know this is very reductive, but would you say that, like, in terms of its appeal as, like, an experience, that Aegis Rim is maybe, like, akin to something like a 999? You know what I mean? Like, a a very, like, plot twist heavy. Visual novel with you know with some you know gameplay aspects to it of course yeah. but like the main appeal is like untangling yes. the kind of labyrinth. I think the...
0: uh, I've seen comparisons to Zero Escape and such, uh, okay, in how the narrative is built, and I think they are apt sure. comparisons. Yeah, and uh, interesting. But yes, the there are giant robots in the game. They're not really. That many giant robots in the game? Yeah, uh, I mean, I it really is like,
1: like it is supposed to be like modern high yeah. school with robots. Type yeah. So,
0: like. uh, uh, if if you are the type, okay, show of, era. If you're but... the type of person who really likes Megazone 23 or Cross, <laughs> do you remember Love or like, boom, 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 Crisis or something? Like, you know, like
1: some kind of 80s mecha. Yes, <laughs>
0: Spe- specifically like 80s mecha with like a girl focus. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, no, I, I get you,
3: yeah, like, the very specific era of, like, OVA, like, yeah, a very absolutely. specific era of anime, mm-hmm. like, that was being made, you know, like, the, ki- the kind of, like, vanity project that could only exist during the bubble period.
0: Yes. That game loves the Showa I mean, era.
1: That sounds good.
0: <laughs> uh, if we're, and just to continue the thread of maybe some stuff in there that uh, made me go, mm, I don't know about this. There is a little bit of that in there, I would say. Hmm.
3: Uh, well, I mean, I mean, look—it's anime, like it's an anime video
0: game, right? Like, yeah. You go in sort of knowing that, like, hey,
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, certain th-
3: tropes—you just uh... <laughs> right.
0: There, there's a non-zero amount of glorious nihon, uh, oh yeah, in
3: there. Oh, and that's what you that mean. Route. I mean, Vanilla um, yeah.
2: Way do have some history with that. Yeah. So. Um,
3: wait, do they? was Muramasa that uh I mean,
1: well no Murasa's but i about
2: i, <laughs> I think it's up. i think it's more the staff who are uh have been Where you're talking uh, problematic yeah. uh mm-hmm. it's kamitani S- comments or statements i, or I know i
3: yeah. horny i don't i didn't know he was uh i don't know but, i didn't know he was like what is is he is he, is he, a, is he a shinzo abe guy like is No he- <laughs> but i don't
1: think i don't think we've gotten into the i don't i don't know if we specifically got into the glorious uh you it's like stuff, it, it, but, it
0: doesn't get super hard but it's like there's like reason I brought. There's like one or two specific characters. Sure. Yeah. I
3: mean I, I I can believe that. I mean hell uh. like we we want to like backpedal just a tiny bit. Like even the uh. Yakuza series has sometimes been right. victim to like a, a little bit of a, there's always there's always a little bit of a subtext of like
1: a little bit of nationalism Yeah, in like me, all
3: criminals you know. are criminals, but Japanese
0: criminals are slightly better or, or way or <laughs> are, are, are much better than other criminals. Uh-huh. And you do kind of have to like, it is about horny teens, basically. Sure. You have to, yeah. you have to be okay with teens being horny for your other teens. Look, man, that's... you put 13 teens together in a giant robot,
3: uh-huh. like, you know, things are going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: That's, that's teenagers for Indeed. you, but um. um... <laughs> all right. I but mean, it's I do, I,
0: I do recommend it. I liked it a lot.
1: Uh, uh, a uh, a recommendation from Iro means a lot. Yes. So uh, <laughs> again, everybody I,
0: I, always says that, and I think they're always wrong.
1: I um, I, I have not actually purchased the game, but it has been on my radar since it's been out. So I I will probably get to it at some point. And uh, you know, I guess if G already has it. Uh, <laughs> then I just need to actually it's play a, it. Just a matter of time. I'm definitely yeah. gonna get to
2: it as well. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I've heard I've heard nothing but universal praise. Yeah, like uh, it, it is definitely
3: it, one of those so. games where, for better or worse, it gets praised in a very specific way by a very specific crowd. Where you're like, all right, I should probably pay attention to this. <laughs> this
1: does sound like something in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? But yeah. all right, and then a uh, final bit of game talk. Uh, Zig, you started playing Death Stranding uh, like hardest, this past week or something? The hottest, most
2: relevant game. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean like...
1: I That's only, like, a year old or something. Yeah, right?
2: I mean, I've wanted to play it for a while, but when it came out, I didn't have a PS4 and then, you know, one thing and another. Um, so I've gone into this almost completely blind, because I've avoided spoilers for the most part, and that's the first why. couple of hours of that game is just a non-stop series of increasingly insane things happening, it's uh, it's very odd, it's very weird, and I, I think to a... Sp- I would have never guessed. Yeah, odd that. Um, I mean, you know,
3: a lot of this discourse has been done before, but yeah. like, you
2: know... I, I think one thing which, which is a positive is that because, you know, I have heard some of the discourse surrounding it, and because I kind of knew what to expect in terms of gameplay... Because, spoilers, that game is basically about moving from point A to point B, and that's that's kind of it. And and so I think perhaps I did not experience the, the like sense of anti-climax that a lot of people did, and, um, you know, I kind of enjoy just the, the process of getting from point A to point B, and... And I think you know it is a fascinating canvas for G- Kojima to paint his increasingly insane theories on. And <laughs> obviously, the production values are through the roof. It runs really nicely on um, PC if you have one of if you have one of the uh, RTX Nvidia cards. It supports their fancy deep layer super sampling, Ooh, or is it deep learning really. super sampling? I, can't. I don't DLSS. Know, yeah, anyway. DLSS, which yes. basically means that like it can run up. 4k 60 on pretty much anything so yeah, it's uh, that's cool. it's very impressive and and i am enjoying just how sort of wild and out of left field it gets it definitely feels like it definitely feels like they took the shackles off of kojima to a (laughs) certain extent and the result is just you know even more bonkers insanity than you might expect well i mean he wasn't
1: really answering to anybody on this one right this is uh no i mean like and you know
2: there's been a lot of speculation that next time perhaps they won't give him quite so much money or unlimited creative control but it's fun seeing that Did
0: did you know already that the game was about delivering mail? (laughs) Well basically. I mean,
2: I I, that's the thing, you know, I knew that it was about package delivery, basically. Like and I knew and I knew like the bare bones of what the gameplay is, which is you are you know, trekking uh-huh. across hills and valleys and rivers and stuff to deliver this. While holding down the LT and RT 24-7. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. Yeah, well, not necessarily, but um, okay. <laughs> but like I said, I, I think, you know, to me at least, the Metal Gear games have always been serviceable video games with fascinating rappers and this very much fits into that mold, I, you know.
3: Yeah, no, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I think you, you, you've you definitely gotten to the heart of it, Zig. Um, I, I, I Eero and I both played that game. Uh, Neither of us finished it uh, for... I will one day. ...varying reasons, will you? Will we, Eero? Be honest. Hey, yeah, look, my (laughs) ps 4 is on now again. Therefore... Like, it's been so long that I have legitimately thought about just getting it again on PC and just, like, booting up Cheat Engine. Oh, hell yeah. Like, the problem is, like, there are aspects of that game that are so time-consuming that even Cheat Engine probably could not fix, like... There's speed
0: hacks and shit, probably.
3: Yeah, but it's more like, look, man, even if I had a billion concrete, I still have to, like, physically carry that concrete, like, (laughs) to the location. I'm
0: sure there's some weird hack to increase your carry capacity 1,000 times or something.
3: Yeah, probably. I hope there is, because, yes, if I ever do play that game, I'd like to get back to where I was. It's just, like... Anyways, like... uh... Yeah, like that. Like Death Stranding, like was a really like weirdly compelling game, right? Like the idea of like transporting goods from point A to point B in some ways is like the original video game task, <laughs> right? Like in in a lot of ways, you know, even more than like kill the enemy, it's take the thing from A to B, right? Like eat the palace That is, th- that, is what's, that is what Super Mario Brothers is, right? Like t- go from A to B and. There's a lot I think that Death Stranding does really, really interestingly, and yes, it is definitely really fascinating as like this artifice of like Kojima's uncompromised vision of what a video game could
2: be. Right. I I might I, be I, you know I might be outraged if I had this had been like the big thing I was waiting for for well, years. You know.
3: No. I, I mean, I I believe me. I don't think like I don't think or I went into it like that. I think we knew. No, but in, this you, like you know, some a lot of people did. Some people
2: definitely went into it right. like that.
3: Right. But yeah. the thing that I think even for people like, you know, us who can appreciate that weirdness where, like, maybe that game, it doesn't fall apart, but definitely, like, maybe struggles a bit is, like, it front loads so much of that Kojima weirdness, like, that really likable, strange quality to his writing and characters, and then it sort of pulls an MGS5 of, like, well, now play 20 hours before your next cutscene, you know, it's, it's... right. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little unfortunate because like some of those characters are legitimately really interesting and very like you know odd and memorable but then it's like all right all right sam i'll see you in like 15 in-game hours <laughs> before our next like minute long
0: cutscene. and it's like
3: all right yeah. i you know hand, I, I, I
0: heard i heard that the ending of the game is literally an unbroken 90 minute cutscene. i mean
2: i mean what what, what else is new
1: i know, you know? right yeah. exactly yeah, like... <laughs> No, I mean, like, that's
3: fine. Like, I like that. Kind of,
1: that kind of speaks to our biggest problem with video games as adults is how do we just find time to do all this, right? Right, <laughs> right. yes. yes. Right. I mean, yeah. like, no, <laughs> I,
3: I, I'm fine if Kojima wants a 90-minute cutscene at the end of his game. What I hope, wished he would do is maybe cut, is, like, put maybe 5 to 10 minutes of those cutscenes throughout the rest of the middle of it,
1: because... Right, instead of just... Give me yeah. those
3: story, give me the
0: story bread comes, man.
3: And, right. And, it's a little you bit know, of an MGS five situation of like, oh man, all this interesting story. Alright, go play the game for thirty hours.
2: I mean, right. I will say that I think that the moment to moment action of MGS five was sufficiently good that I, I yes. didn't feel it so much. And I you know, I think it will be interesting to see if the systems that because again, I'm only about three, maybe three and a half hours into the right. game. Right, So you, you haven't
3: know. even like like, I, like a big I don't thing have about the bike, game, I
2: don't have the truck, anything like that. Right, yeah. like,
3: like, the big thing about that game, in many ways, is its removal of friction over time. Like, I think it's a very dangerous thing to do in your game, of, like, purposely making it unfun to play, so that it feels better when it becomes fun to play, but, like, that is definitely what Death Stranding kind of does, is, like, make you kind of, like, trudge through the shit for, like, a few hours, and then when you finally get, like, the thing that makes your life easier, it's... It feels like a revelation. I I will say
2: (laughs) that it has a certain quality which I am attracted to in games, which I don't know is universal, but the sense of, you know, desolation, the majestic hugeness of it is, to me, very attractive, you know, the the kind of the windswept aesthetic, the Oh, rhyming, yeah, no, the, the, the,
3: the environments yeah. are great, even if it looks <laughs> literally nothing like actual America, but... Well, you see, G, after
2: the Death Stranding... <laughs> yes, um, yes. Yeah. Alright, alright. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, you know, I'm interested, you know, and... I'd much rather it be a bad, interesting game than a boring, normal one, if that makes sense. Is... So I, I'll keep going and, you know, maybe I will turn on it, maybe I won't. But I'm sufficiently intrigued at the moment to want to want
1: to keep going. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's another one I, I kind of always wanted to try, but it, I've seen I, opinions have definitely been divisive on it. From what you guys have told me, it sounds like I would probably I might enjoy it, but I don't know. Again, we all it always comes back down to the time thing too. Yeah. But
0: well, Joe, do, right. do you like browser game Quop? What? Well, okay, never mind. If, if you don't know me and you know what I'm talking about, it's not worth continuing this bit.
2: It's not a bad comparison, <laughs> actually.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, or I think we totally sandbagged that. No, uh, it's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I guess Zig understood. So well, <laughs> sure. anyway, we need to I move I'm on. I'm of a certain generation. We have to we have to meet our quota for talking about anime. so Yeah, we need to
3: well, move let's on. move on to something a lot less interesting. So,
1: so um, Ouch. well, we're we'll do our, our normal touch-in with Great Pretender. I don't want to rehash all the same stuff we say Dude, every time about this. this, but it's the same oh, problem. Like, this yeah, show. it's the same problems we said
0: already. Like, Think, right. things
1: have not changed in. So we're talking specifically. I, you guys watched two more episodes, yes. right? Like I did. Yes. T- episodes twenty and twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's. I feel like we're just just going through the motions, nothing happened in this, so it was like it was filling in the rest of the backstory up to when Laurent recruits Makoto. Everything happens exactly the way you expect it to happen, including before and after that moment. Um, Yup. You know, and we talked about the, the issue of it being everything was all according to plan from the beginning, and... It
3: retroactively makes the rest of the show worse when you just reveal that, oh, everything since episode one... Was just all part of the keikaku like like right. it was all part of the plan uh every every aspect was planned to the nth degree uh-huh. and it's just like
1: <laughs> they still basically say though that makoto isn't in on it right Which no is and that's the really up. shitty
3: thing like that is <laughs> right, thing that, like, yes. like I, I apologize if i get if i'm like weirdly morally outraged at this show oh no I'm, like, I'm
1: totally with you on this they, they,
3: have, they have done a really fucked up thing to makoto like it's really actually kind of sick. Like I I I I I have right. like like These people are villains, and not even villains... Including his
1: own father. Right.
3: (laughs) Like, like, these people aren't even villains in the way that, like, fucking, like, you know, like, like, Lupin and his crew
1: are villains. These are, like,
3: legitimately villainous individuals. Like, these are, like, morally black-hearted people. But we're not
1: supposed to think they are.
3: Right. (laughs) We're supposed to think, ah, like, it's all part of the... It's all part of the scheme, and it's like, fuck you. You emotionally tortured this man for, like, six months. Like... You know when they say ah, you, you know when Lorne is giving a speech about ah, you know like Makoto will make a great con man, be- essentially because he's a rube, like who's easy to trick. It's like,
2: uh,
0: what the fuck? Like
3: it's yeah, <sighs> right. It's,
2: it's I, really I'm, I'm gross.
1: just like so.
0: <laughs> like the last the, the last time worked was in the first arc only, right? Like, and that yeah. that was based on that was kind of based on the assumption that. He would then be let in on all the rest of the plans, right? But no,
3: like, like they keep like emphasizing that oh, the only thing Makoto is good for is that he's so like fucking straight, straight and narrow. That right, if they actually let him in on the plan, it would ruin everything. Right, that it's super easy to just fuck with him, and I don't know. It's it's really, I I don't
1: buy that at all. I don't like it. I don't
3: like it in the slightest. And like, not even just because of like what it what it does to Makoto as a character, but also because like. Again, it makes the heists boring. Like Laurent never encounters any kind of struggle, never encounters any sort of obstacle, right? Like they they made it they make it extremely clear that like explicitly, canonically, everything that has happened in this show up till now was all part of Lauren's plan. Like he planned yeah, like, every single aspect
2: of yeah. it. Like when
1: and, um in uh I I forget which episode it was. When when we do see Cynthia and um Abby show up again, like I, I, forgot that they quote unquote died. Right, like, because it was it, it was that it was that like inconsequential at that yeah, point. because like, like I knew they were not they were fine. Of like, course,
3: they, yeah, Like
1: so, when they show back up again, I completely forgot. I was like, oh right, they were supposed to be dead. And like, right, the, the, you,
3: you forget to even react. Like, it's... Right. it's just it's for a show about heists. For a show that is supposed to be about mm. the twists and turns of like you know being a confidence man, like right. It's so fucking predictable. Like, even the flashback, right? Even yeah, the flashback yeah. about, like, Lauren's tragic past, about Dorothy. I don't even think yep. Dorothy's dead. I really don't. Like, I can't believe it, because it's like... We have no reason to trust the show by literally anything. Right, yeah. Like, there's nowhere where we can take this show's word for for anything it says.
1: Right. And At the, In the end, it's going to be of all her plan all right. along, right? But-
3: so, like, so, like, them trying to build up the tension in the latest episode of, like, ah where does Makoto's loyalty lie, you know? It's like, right. it's not, it, I don't care. In fact, I don't even care about whether he... <laughs> here's the thing. His loyalty doesn't matter because...
1: He probably, he's kind of justified at this point to do whatever no, he not wants. not only that,
3: not only is he completely justified <laughs> doing whatever he wants, but I'm willing to bet, regardless of where his loyalty is, that's part of Lawrence' plan too. Right, right. Like, <clears throat> if he betrays... That was part of Lawrence's plan. If he stays loyal, lie that was part try. of Lawrence's plan. Like, it's it doesn't even matter. Like, that's the actual, like... Like, that's the actual, like, thing... That's the actual part where the show really fucked up as a heist story. Like, one of the best parts of a good heist story is sometimes, like... How do we, we do deal with the, this Well, sudden... no, like, well yes but where do the loyalties of the uh-huh. individual members yeah, yeah. of the crew lie right like right. there's always a mole there's always like someone whose loyalties are like you know misplaced it's always like at the last minute like who will they pull the trigger on and the problem with this is that we can't even have that tension because it doesn't matter like either way Lawrence plan will probably still go off without a hitch right so like yeah right. like i guarantee i fucking guarantee you, in the penultimate episode, so the next episode, uh-huh, uh-huh. something will quote-unquote
0: go wrong,
3: and they will frame it as, oh, Lawrence' time, his luck has finally run out, like, yeah, it's th- all I, coming I know, I th- down. I think
0: they'll frame it as, oh, Makoto is truly a baddie now, and called the, you know, called the Yakuza in, or something, to to take down Lawrence' scheme, except that will... Again, be all
3: part of the plan. It was all part... Right, and that's what I mean, right? It's like, they'll try to build up some tension, and then in the last episode, will be like, nah, it was all part of the <laughs> scheme all along.
2: I mean, and, when yeah, when I, you have, uh, like, seemingly omnipotent characters, you tend to cast them as villains, right? Because the whole point is that you want somebody to right, break the but, facade. But,
3: but that's the problem. Laurent is still, like, even now, and, and especially now with his flashback, he is firmly, unequivocally the hero of the story. Like, to right. a... a very
1: disgustingly boring degree, like right. Um. Yeah, I, I like. <clears throat> I think I said in our chat, like, I've just emotionally checked out of this show at this yep, point. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, there's nothing they can do. There's what, two episodes left or something. There's nothing they can do at this point. I think it's going to change my mind on it. I can just hope that they don't like totally make it worse or something. I don't know. But yeah. I, I mean, just, like, that's a uh, thing. Yeah, I'm basically We're just, just We just for, gotta, yeah. I mean, I'm just watching it because I've come this yeah. far. We got to finish it. I
0: just, I'm waiting for like, what's the wacky thing they pull, I guess. Except I don't write. Right, I don't like.
1: emotionally play the,
0: care.
3: Play, the
1: uh, play the fun little yeah. jazz music yeah. thing, and as they reveal what the plan was, all right. Along, yeah, and... one,
3: one thing I did want to bring up real quickly related to this is because Ero and I were talking, and he kind of brought up a good point that like kind of made this all click for me. Is like, how much of like what our, is, our issues? What did are great I say? Tender... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this, this is why I, This is why it's up to me to remember this stuff. Um. Maybe a lot of issues with, our, or our specific issues with Great Pretender is that we did not watch this like a Netflix show. Oh right, right we did okay. not we did not binge watch this. Like, how much of our problems with Great Pretender only arise because we are given time to think about this? Like, because I, I can imagine that the hmm. version of Great Pretender where you're 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 watching it all in one go, your feelings about the first arc are still so fresh that by the time you get to the finale, you're still feeling good about, like, the spectacle of the whole artifice.
1: I mean, Whereas if, I mean, I don't I, think... Th- there was a big gap between the, the, the first release true, and the second but release. But I, I do think but that,
3: like, I do wonder, like, because... People watching
1: it now, though, have the full series. Right, like,
3: I, I bring this up because I think that our feelings on the <clears> first arc are so distant now. Like there is no Like, there is no more goodwill from the first arc, because it has been such a long time since we watched it. Whereas, like, you know, because I think I think this is true of a lot of Netflix shows or shows designed for the next Netflix formula. Where if you watch it in one full eight-hour batch, like, it's easy to kind of like gloss over the problems because you watched it all in such a short span of time that, like, really, said, <laughs> holy... just
1: banking on you mentally. Uh... Just blurring everything well, together.
3: Yeah, so so that meant so that like yeah, so that mentally only the the, the biggest highlights stand out, right? Like uh, I think about like how like when I watched like the Netflix Daredevil show, right? It's like I think back that's and I'm like kind of awful. I think I, was, I, was, yeah. I think I liked that, but then if I actually think about it, it's like well, no, the, the problem is that I only remember the good parts because right. it was such a blur. Or the other night. the other way. The other way that's
0: more relevant to the podcast is like Artemis. Uh, I know you're not here, Artemis, but uh. She really, really disliked Japan Sinks, and she watched it all at once, whereas, whereas we, she- we also disliked Japan Sinks, but not to the same degree, and we were, like, more, quote-unquote, able to pick out, like, these are the parts we did like, these are parts we didn't like, as opposed right. to just, I hate everything about this. Right, because right. we watched over such a stretched-out period of time that...
1: And it- I think... I think Artemis was more high up on Great Pretender, and she did watch. <laughs> right, yeah, right, that's also. Awesome. Maybe, maybe this, there's is, a, this maybe is just there's proving here, but this is just proving the theories in one yeah. way or another. I but... think it's
3: just. I think it's like for better or worse, what, you know. Compared to the Netflix formula, watching something stretched out over time as a serial narrative, it—I don't want to say it dulls because that makes it sound like it's a worse way to watch it, but it softens both the highlights and the low points right? right because you're you're given more time to internalize them you're given more time to think about what what they did right and like where the problems arise and right. i think that's like maybe definitely an issue with like great pretenders that like honestly the version of this that's great pretender the 6 hour movie is probably a relatively enjoyable experience right because
2: i you're, I, you're, I i, don't know. I, I just kind of I'm, I'm just <laughs> I just feel just like, like you should you should not like a show less the more you think about it, if that
3: <laughs> makes sense. No, I, I totally agree, Agreed. but what I'm saying is that how much of the show maybe was built for the Netflix, you know, formula of, like... Right. You know, if you just watch it arc, 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 right? Like if, by you, the time if you watch done this as the, a four-episode OVA... Yeah, yeah, like you're still. Thinking I don't know about if any. I
1: don't know. If, I don't know if anybody's thinking that hard about it when they're playing the show out, but it does seem to be kind of the end effect sometimes. I, I mean, yes,
3: yeah, so I'm not saying that it is intentional, but I think that maybe that it is an unintended consequence of how the yeah. show is structured, and that and so for us who have watched it mostly on a weekly basis, like that gives us a long yeah. time to think about everything it's done wrong. <laughs> I mean, the other
1: the other thing is like. I've had the second half sitting on my hard drive for like three months. And I've like, and even now it's like, I have to force myself to watch it. So even having them all available, the fact that I don't want to watch it is probably saying something as well. But um, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to move on, I think, and maybe save some of that discussion for the final thoughts when we get to that. But uh, we do have two episodes left. I like I said I don't unless unless something miraculous happens I don't see how my I, opinion of the show I is going to change. I, I don't
3: think I mean, even so. if something miraculous does happen I don't think it can retroactively fix the show. Like there are right. like specific things there's specific ways
0: in which this show has broken. Oh well, that, like, <laughs> well you see, G. We'll find out that all the ways it was broken were all part of the plan.
2: That oh, doesn't God. matter.
0: <laughs> like even if they did that it wouldn't work. <clears throat>
3: like, it's too late. Like. Yeah. There are, like, just certain lines that show is narratively crossed that, like, you can't go back from.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I intentionally wanted to talk about Talentless Nana after this because while I feel like... Well, I mean, obviously, they're very different genres and different <laughs> shows. I feel like... The, the show is providing me satisfaction. that I feel like I should be getting out of Great Pretender in terms of like how the show is twisting and turning and keeping me on the edge of my seat. Um, I know Zig, you, you watched a little bit more. Yeah, I watched a couple more episodes there, and you know, okay. I I
2: was honestly pretty impressed by the stuff I saw. Um, I think you,
1: you saw the death by
2: time. The travel death by, by time travel know. is incredibly clever, and um, I I think. <laughs> You know, I think that there are a few points I, I want to talk about that episode specifically because I think there's a few points in that episode where I was like, Oh no, you know, they're wavering. The uh, you know, they're letting it get away from them. But that ending is, is so smart and so like it's one of the very few ways that you could legitimately get out of the situation they place her in. And right. make it work if that makes sense. I mean, there's some stuff about causality which doesn't quite line up, but it,
1: <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get let that slide a little. bit Yeah, on because this one. because it
2: is such <laughs> a clever like thing, and like it it does my favourite thing, which is it proves the writers were thinking about the whole episode because it calls back to basically the very first thing which happens in that episode, and right. and you know that gave me renewed confidence in their ability to kind of write the tension of this situation well
1: yeah that was definitely one of the better ones but there will be some more things that happen later yeah and you know
2: i'm not expecting them all to be as like perfectly plotted as that one but like it proved that they can hit the highs if that makes sense
1: yeah i i just wanted to mention so yeah you know basically in contrast to what we're talking what we keep talking about with great pretender it's like i don't know what's happening in this show um, the, the char- the main character is, they explicitly explain how the, the main character is explicitly in danger all the time. <laughs> she does make mistakes. Um, and then she has to like, kind of, you know, find a way to weasel her way out of them. Um, and actually in the latest episodes, and I'm going to keep the spoiler free, but it, she actually starts to factor in fatigue. She's like, I haven't been sleeping. I, you know, I'm going to slip up, you know, um, and she does kind of slip up a little bit by her standards and um man it's it's a wild ride particularly again I'm keeping this spoiler free but in the latest episode episode 9 they managed to drop a, a pretty big plot twist and then like reverse the plot twist and then then reverse it back and reverse it back a couple <laughs> well, times okay. it's like it might okay. be the record it might be a record for most like plot twist episode i've ever seen and it's actually pretty great um including uh you know her uh i'm trying to keep the spoiler free but she's she's trying to pick up clues and maybe she doesn't pick up clues the way she thinks she is and it's it's real good and i mean i i think the best i think the best like dramas and thrillers
2: because this is kind of a thriller um I think the best ones yeah. allow the audience to be simultaneously one step ahead and one step behind, and that's obviously a very tricky balancing act as far as.
1: I mean, this one—they're making you think you're one step, right, ahead, but you're actually one step behind. You were actually like three right, steps I behind. Right. I mean, like
2: that—it's it, about—it's all about what kind of information you tell the audience and what kind of information you withhold from them, and that's—that's that's a very right. tricky balance to know. They're,
1: and they very much are playing with that. That concept, and that's a—it's very hard to do, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. Like, I—I I wish the show had the production values of Great Pretender or or even a good, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> cause cause it's not like big, a... it, it kind of looks naff. There's no way you can get. Yeah, it's that. it's 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 average at best. Looking the writings, the like actual like dialogue and stuff's not all that great, but like just the the ideas they're coming up with are so much fun. It's just like like you know we keep saying great anime trash, but uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, not, I can't say too much more without spoilers. And, you know, Zig, I hope you guys catch up. I think you went awkward Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to catch up ASAP. So I would recommend uh, checking that out. Um, moving along, uh, we're kind of getting short on time here, so I don't want to say too much. I did want to mention Adachi and Shimomura. I because I like that show, and I did like what they did in the last couple episodes. They had, like, the... I, are, are, Zig, are you still watching this? Or yeah, I we're wrote, still watching. Or, I, I, yeah, I, I still think
2: watching. we're okay. an episode or two behind, but you know, it's not the kind of show you can really spoil. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they did. Um, then you guys probably got to the part where like her, they kind of leave on the cliffhanger of her old friend showing up or something. Right. Yeah. Yes, they uh, they pulled the childhood little...
2: friend card.
1: Right. So I I was almost guaranteed they were going to play her as like the jealousy card, and I was kind of glad that they didn't do that. Um, and they kind of. Mm. They had a it was a really it was a pretty good sequence where they didn't even really show too much of what happened, where like it was just her kind of calling back to what happened and how like awkward it was with that person that she like barely knows from elementary school or something. Hmm. And um and she kind of contrasts that with her relationship with Adachi and kinda of gives perspective on that. So I really liked that they didn't go what I thought was gonna be the obvious bring up the the cute childhood friend to make the character jealous type of thing. And then they, they and then they do get to the Valentine's episode, which was kind of fun. But um, I will say, I feel like the while we're talking about bad production values, I do feel mm. like that's kind of dropping on this show. Uh, it looked very nice in the the first half, and I feel like that's kind of falling off. a Yeah, little bit, it's,
2: but, it's definitely not as lavish looking as it as it once was.
1: Yeah, like it still looks okay, but I feel like they're starting to get like off model and stuff like that with it. But um, you know, that's just nitpicking, I guess. I'm still enjoying it um but yeah let's keep it moving because i do want to get to our last two shows um, uh,
3: speaking of another show that has completely given up the ghost <laughs> oh yeah on production
1: totally values. Dude. all right um, let's talk about uh, Ma- magatsu. uh magatsu all right uh, whatever um uh-huh. I- i'll be honest with you guys i did not watch the latest episode <laughs> so i do th- i do think the
0: latest episode kind of picks back up a little bit yes i, yes, I did I read your
1: post. I did read your post, Iro. So I kind of regret not watching it, but uh, okay. um, but uh, it sounds like at least they're because because the the, la- the episode before that it was so boring, was, like, trash. <laughs> it like that, was that's so that's why boring. I was like, I was like, I I can't. That's why I was like, I'm not making this a priority at the moment. But um, I get it. Looks like they're finally moving the plot now that we're only have like three episodes right, left.
3: or yeah. something. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Again, so much of this is now, like... So much of this is now meta-contextually informed by our knowledge of the game. But, like, the thing that I find really interesting is that, especially in the latest episode, like... I will admit, it did not go the way I thought it would, right? Like, the moment they introduced, like, a male sister in the... Uh, right, the I was the like, mines, oh, she's dead this episode. I was like, oh, this is where she dies, and this begins his descent into darkness. But no, she not only does she escape, but they even managed to kill the evil lieutenant. Like it's almost a little too clean of a, of, a right. of an outcome, right? Like, all is well that ends well. Like, well, everything would... And now our actually... buddy is with
0: the cop and...
3: Right, or, you know, or at least allied with... You know, uh-huh. it, 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 this episode almost feels like the point where, like, the full party forms right. in a RPG, yes. right? Like, ah, the disparate members be... have finally met yeah. and, like, agreed to uh, travel to the capital to fight the Demon Lord or whatever. But... The, the thing is that the reason that is a little interesting, right? Because is we cause... only have a few
0: episodes left, and like, what's going to happen? How's this going right. to fall
3: apart? Right, because these characters still need to become <clears throat> who they are in the game, right? Like, Inu Mail still needs to become a brooding, edgy assassin or whatever, and <laughs> Leo needs to become super cop or whatever. So, like, <laughs> uh, what is the thing that, like, so, but. Again, if we didn't know anything about the game. This outcome that happens in the latest episode is like, oh, okay, like, things are working out, I guess. I mean, maybe not societally, right? Like, the society itself uh-huh. is still fucked, but maybe these individuals can, like, make some small positive change. But the game implies, no. Everything Whatever happens in the next worse. four episodes is not going to go well. In fact, it's only going to get worse. And so... Yep. This slight uptick in, like, positivity has me, like, all the more curious now how it all falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Quick question: In the anime, have we met the emperor yet? I forget. Like a little bit.
3: Yeah, and he's, he's he has like,
1: appeared very briefly. Yeah,
0: and he's like, "Ah, uh, I must. Pre- I'm doing all of this to protect my wife and her unborn child, or some something." Oh right,
1: so we haven't seen his son because he's not born yet. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm like. I think I, I think I wrote in the post, like, I'm sure this is relevant to the game, but I'm not going to play it, so I don't give a right. shit.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to know what happens in the game? I mean, at this stage, but... Or would you I prefer mean, to just keep, watching? just keep watching? Or have I ruined enough yeah, for you? Let's, let's
3: just see how the anime decides to do it uh-huh. at All this right. point, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I mean, you guys
1: know, like like G said, you guys know this is not going to end well because yeah, right. the, what, the game is in a... Everyone's in a bad spot, but, um... Yeah, I mean, that's interesting with his sister. Um, it kind of makes me think of the earlier episode when the cool mom escaped and we all thought she was going to die. Right, yeah. So I don't know if that's yeah. just like them.
3: I mean, it's like, well, if the little sister lives, then what is... I mean, I, you know, I kind of hope she does, because at least then that gives Inumail a less cliche, hopefully a less cliche reason. Well, here's the other thing. Becoming... Do we even know?
1: Like, we keep saying Inumail is going to become this I've dark, seen uh, evil assassin. We've dark. Seen the
3: poster, like...
1: But, like... I, I, yeah, I know we've seen the art, but like, do we even know like if that's entirely true? I mean, is he, is that just the class he decides to I go? I don't know.
3: In? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, you're the, right. I've I I've mean, seen
0: the, the the promo videos positioning him as like the dark rival to 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 Leo Cadio or whatever. So I don't know what to tell you, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, maybe maybe I am jumping to conclusions. Right, I mean, this is also very much just that anime conditions us to, like, interpret visual symbols right, in yeah, a very yeah. specific way. <laughs> like, you see a specific silhouette, well, you see a specific. Here's the type other type thing,
1: like, I, th- I think, because he's still. So, I, I guess based on what Iroh saw from the game expansion, which, again, was not in the game when I was playing it. Uh, right. Right. Like, he's still part of, like, Headkeeper, right? Like I think so, yeah. Like, that's still a... Headkeeper's still a thing in the future. And, like, officially Headkeeper are the bad guys, according to the Empire and, like, the people in charge, but we know that they're, at least we don't think, they're actually the bad guys, right? Like, so is I mean, that just, so like... So
0: far in the the show, I would say they are clearly the, the more heroic... Uh...
1: Yeah, right. I, like, sure. I mean, like, yeah, so, like, sure,
3: if this game does a thing of, like, he looks super brooding and edgy, but he's actually, like, a totally chill guy, then, like, I yeah. would appreciate, I, I mean, that would be fun, I'd be like, okay, cool, fine, play with my expectations, but, you know, it's just, the way the anime has built itself, the way, and what we know of the game, it just feels like, well... His start of darkness has got to show up eventually, right? So. Or
1: or, to, or is it going to be like Headkeeper actually was not good and there actually are the bad guys, and by uh, the, or at least by the time the game happens, yeah, there are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I feel like it's not written in stone exactly what type of character Inumail it ends up being in the future, but um, and especially if they're taking away his very easy plot motivation here to become a bad guy. But, I don't know. Yeah. Um, as you guys said, the this this show looks like ass now. Oh uh, yeah, this yeah. show looks it's fucking bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, this show looks like like it was garbage. it was sur-
1: like episode one two three was like serviceable and yeah. now it's just like. Off Anytime the...
2: anybody tries to do anything remotely action-y, it kind of falls apart really bad.
3: It's it looks bad. It's not. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, look the, the rage of Bahamut. This ain't. And they don't they don't got that yeah. they don't got that map they don't they don't got that don't map got that of money Games i wish it was yeah. i yeah. wish
0: i wanted this to be rage of bahamut again you know like Arrow. we want everything to be rage of I bahamut know, like i know we, we everything like everything
3: is everything literally everything would be notably improved if it was if it was rage of bahamut instead like <laughs> uh.
1: and even that uh
0: turned out look, bad look we don't in talk end, about so. season 2 yeah. You know, not we don't talk about season two,
1: and <laughs> we can't pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We've got uh, this is far. Uh, so this is just one core, right? So I like, think so. As yeah. far as we know, God. if so, this, if if this a turns a two cores, I'm be like, what are you? Oh, doing? they don't got they don't, they don't they don't got the money for two cores. Let me tell you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not gonna. <laughs> if that the is, studio's gonna catch fire. <laughs> uh, if it's what, not already. If, if this
3: is what the show looks like now. Oh man, imagine what it looks like fucking at, at, at episode twenty. <laughs>
1: It's just It just seems like they have so much ground to cover, though, for, like, three episodes or whatever, yeah. which is not uh, I, mean, I, I mean, here's the thing. When,
3: when Aaron and I say we're more interested in the show now, that is not us saying we expect we, we have higher hopes for it. I think it is if this ends up being a, a car crash, it is now an, an immediately more interesting car crash to watch, yeah. is, is right. the way
0: I would put it.
1: Right. Basically. Alright. Well... Let's uh, move along then and finish off with our Akadama Drive talk. Yo, still the, the show of the, the
0: season for sure.
3: I'd say Akadama Drive is so fucking good. Holy shit!
1: Can, can I? Can I just um, point out one thing? Have, have you guys? All, you guys have all noticed the episode titles or movies? Yeah. yeah I think it course. would be hard I not think.
2: to notice that. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, fuck, man. I mean, I, it's just we haven't talked about it. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's kind of cool how. Um, and well, I'll save some of these comments for later. But I like how, as they've kind of killed off some of the characters, like that that episode became like that type of movie. Yeah, like, no, totally. They've done us like, good. If right. you look at if you look at like the if you look at, like the brawler episode versus what happens with Cutthroat, like it becomes like a totally different like. It, I mean, there basically. are there <laughs> are multiple shots in the episode called "The Shining," <laughs> that are explicit, which are exclusive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that shots one specifically—they the just straight up take in. the shining. Yeah, right? but they I mean, even even the shots run,
3: that right. don't—it it is very much like very obviously leaning. It into It turns into like a horror like, thriller right, thing as opposed to yeah, right. Like, um, and and it works. I think it does work. Like, I, I I know I've been like banging this drum for like the last few episodes, and it's just that my prediction, Kate, turned out to be a little a few episodes late, but like. You know, they finally get into like. Cutthroat is more of a liability than an asset in, in this crew, right? And like that kind of comes to a head in in the latest episode. Um, but I, I, before we do that, do we want to talk about the prior episode, which I think is also yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. excellent? I think um, where
2: I think what surprised me the most about that episode and also the subsequent episodes is how effortle- how effortlessly the show has shifted just into being a straight up drama. Like it's still a very hyperactive, over-the-top drama, but it it's become less of a joke and more of, like, a genuine story with genuine stakes at this point.
3: Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. I, I don't know how long that'll... That this drama thing will stick. This more dramatic angle will stick. But yes, for, the, like, these two episodes, especially the first of the two where uh, Swindler is on the run with, uh, with the sister and, uh... <laughs> she's got to do some things yeah because she's wanted right (laughs) like i mean i feel like i feel like there's a bit of a lapse in judgment here like oh let me pay with like my government signed credit
1: card
0: i I just you know briefly forgot that i am a wanted criminal The thing that (laughs) struck me with this episode is that like up until now and still still now of course the show is like intensely extremely violent but like its ability to switch from like the com- like almost comical violence of we are mowing down these executioners and ripping their arms off and shit to the like actually very upsetting violence of Swimmer yeah. defending herself from these gang members or whatever like yeah, and uh, like I it's... think
2: you know. Um... I think this is one case where the use of extreme violence actually helps the scene and helps the context because it does heighten the stakes, you know, and generally I'm against the use of, like, very explicit blood and gore unless it does add something to a scene, and I think here it does add a considerable amount.
3: Right. Yeah, I... I, I... Yeah. It does a good job of, like... I mean, the thing that I think we keep praising about this show is it finds, like, interesting new... Like, no matter how the status quo changes, it finds interesting new scenarios to throw our characters into, right? Like, in that first episode of these two, like... Swindler and Sister are on their own, right? Like, they don't have any of the other, like, Akudama to back them up. You know, now we know that Doctor is a traitor, and she has decided to, like, you know, bring Hoodlum along for the ride, right? Like... You know, and then you had like Cutthroat and Courier kind of being their own independent like agents in this episode, and it's like, you know, the thing, I think, like I said early on, I think the thing I was always worried about is that if as they started killing off more characters or you know they exited the the the, the show, that we we would get less interesting scenarios, right? Because there's just less less pieces to play with, but they continue to find really fun, compelling things to do with these characters, no matter like. What configuration they're in, basically.
1: Right. I mean, that's and that's kind of what is just the natural progression of separating the group till you're down to the core. And like I said last time, I don't want to see a show with just Swindler and the kids, but they're they're kind of pulling pulling it off at least for an episode or two, right? Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, and I think I I feel like. It's going to be interesting because I feel like this is sort of like the lowest point here, right? Like yeah. everybody's dead. <laughs> You've got swindler, the sister and like courier basically. Everyone's either dead or betrayed them, right? Yes. And you know, what how are they going to resolve this? And one thing I will say I do part of me does kind of wish they kept the group together as like the lovable murder murder heist movie thing that we were getting in the first couple of episodes. I mean, I think
2: there's a version of the show that does that and is still an awful lot of crazy
1: fun, you know? I feel like I... I like, there's no way to know for sure, but I feel like I probably would have preferred that to the path that we've gone I, down. You know what? I and even, even, up, even up to now, I've talked about how I have thought everybody was going to assemble again, and maybe that will still happen somehow, but uh, I, I, I've... I feel like that would have been more, I guess, fun or entertaining or satisfying to I, me than the path that they've gone. But the path that they've chosen, you know, <laughs> once they've made that choice, I feel like they've done a good job keeping it It's much more ambitious and, as well. I, I, I think that there's, I, you know, they have they have
2: gone for broke and I think it's working so far.
3: Well, I think, I mean, we will see how it goes in the end. But I kind of, I definitely see where you're coming from, Jell, because I kind of, I kind of agree with you that, like, I'm definitely enjoying the current episodes. But, like, there was a very specific dynamic going on at the beginning right. that is definitely no longer here, right. and, like, maybe, you know, that's the, maybe that's the sign of a good writer that, like, we missed that dynamic, you know, and they, they, they succeeded. Like, having these characters
1: but, interacting with each other was, like, the most fun I had with right, the show. Right, like, and I think for better or worse,
3: like it, it, there are aspects of the show that are more interesting, but I think they're also less likable, right? Like, Hoodlum and Doctor, like, forming a team is not really that interesting to me, like... Like, Doctor's motivations are very, like, kind of classic anime villain, right. you know, whatever. It's like, and, and you know, they, they're kind of, I, I mean, I, do, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I do kind of appreciate, like, the unintentional mirror between Hoodlum and Swindler. Like, they were both characters way out of their depth dragged into this, and, like, seeing, like, Swindler rise to the occasion and, like, you know, truly become like- the Akudama in contrast to, like, Hoodlum, who has become increasingly more passive ever since losing, you know, the safety net that was Brawler, I think is an interesting contrast, like, but, you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't think, like, like for better or worse, right? Like, now that that duo of Doctor and Hoodlum was, like, the least interesting part of this show to me now. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not writing them off, but it's more like, now that Doctor has, like, laid out, you know, her, like, grand vision for society, it's like... (laughs) eh, okay, I guess. Like, like, all right, you want to... You want to control death, I get it. Like, classic villainous motivation. But, like, it doesn't really, like... It's not really doing much for me, and, like... You know, I'm I'm still waiting for, like, the pupil and her new subordinate, like, dynamic to play out right. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the executioner duo of, like, master and pupil was, like, so fucking good, and, like... And, and that's what makes Master's death hit all the harder, but, like, I'm still kind of waiting on the payoff of her becoming the new Master to her new pupil, right? Like, they haven't really done anything with that yet, either, so, like...
1: Right? Yeah, it, it, it's, like, like, as good as good as the show has been, I feel like it has been kind of downhill since the train heist, right? Like, yeah, I feel, I I feel like that was read. kind of, like, the peak of the so, show. For, so, can like I offer a post then? But
2: um yeah, because ahead. i actually think that the show has gotten better as it's gone on and i'll give you the reason why which is i think that the initial show was very stylish very exciting very great a lot of fun you know but i think that's that has successfully made us like and empathize with these characters and that means that now these dramatic stakes Are much more personal to us because we do actually care about what happens with the characters you know and I think the show has certainly sacrificed a certain amount of you know it's it's roughhouse charm to achieve that but I also think that you know even from the beginning the show was planting some very big ideas about the Kansai Kanto thing and the weird sort of pseudo-religious stuff and I think that to, to satisfactorily answer those questions, the show does have to get a bit more on point, you know, and become a little bit I, more serious.
1: Yeah, I think I did, I just I didn't care about that stuff. I thought that's like, that was like cool see, background to me. That's right. Right. For the most for to like form the setting. No, like, I but, see, care about. I, the big I don't know, man. Thing.
3: But oh, see, that's the thing that like I don't know. I I can't I can't get behind that because like so many shows do that, dude. Like so many shows like start off really personable and interesting and then suddenly like halfway through they're like well we can't have fun character stuff anymore we got to address the big picture but issues. i think i it's think we're like, still doing I fun i feel like so many shows have fallen apart the moment they're like it's time to get serious and i'm not saying that i'm not i'm definitely not saying that akudama is doing that but i think it's just i think i'm, I'm kind of more with gel here where it's like I don't
1: it's a question of it's a question of <laughs> one we feel is good and one we feel would be more good. It's not like one is good. I or think that really, like but... I
2: think there's an inherent ceiling to the kind of show that Akudama was, and I think that by by you know becoming a more plot focused show, I think it has the chance to break through that ceiling, and that's just my I, opinion, I I obviously. J- but... All
3: right, I, I guess I just don't, you know as someone who you like you know look like fucking. Like, as someone who, like, you know, was, was was very happy to get, like, Kill a Kill to be our number one anime that time, one time, like, I just don't think that ceiling necessarily needs... Like, I don't think that drama ceiling necessarily needs to exist. Like, I think a show can be fun for fun's sake and still be, like, a very, like, well-made
2: interesting yeah, I, piece I, and, of And I of think media, so, you know, but like, I, I think... I, th- I think, like, to be truly great, a show needs to have something to say, and I think uh, I...
1: Yeah, I don't think it's saying anything, though. Like, like I get... Yeah, we kind of... I mean, we kind of care about... Like, I, I guess we kind of care about Swindler well, and maybe some of the other characters, I, I mean... but like, I'm not like... <sighs> I don't feel like it's going enough in that direction to where there's making a statement or really getting us emotionally attached to the characters to where the, I want that to be like the main focus. Right. I mean,
3: the thing I would say is like Swindler. Swindler is the only character. Like, we, if like if we're being like super honest here, like Swindler is the only character that we have any emotional investment in at this point, right? Like the rest of the Yakudama. Right. I mean, she's like are, the point are, of view character. Our paper right? cutouts, right? Like, you know, everybody's talking about like ah, like you know brawler this or doctor that but like everybody's forgotten that like courier is actually maybe the flattest character in this show like i mean <laughs> that's, that's know, kind like, of the joke right but right but, but what i mean is like I, I totally get what you're saying zig of like them taking these big plays like means that potentially we get more invested in these characters but i think realistically when we say characters we, we kind of mean just swindler right like even the kids
2: let's be honest i mean the kids are a, MacGuffin. Kids are a MacGuffin. Yeah.
3: Right, Right. Right. look. The sister was very charming in the latest episode, right? Where like she's like picking up bad words from the rest of the Akudama, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I will always get a kick out of a little girl just saying fucking shit. But like, you know, as actual characters, right? It's like, but I think it's all about swindler.
2: Like, but, but. I don't think that's a weakness, you know. I think the rest of the ensemble are specifically designed to support Swindler, and that's fine, you know. I mean, you look at the you look at the latest episode, right? Like, it's not necessarily a character tour de force for Cutthroat, but it gives us such like a a strong impression of him as you know a force in that world, and I think that's character work, just not the traditional kind, you know. I mean, they forefront his character, and you know, they make it clear that all along even though he's been playing as this kind of like charmingly naive you know rain man-esque thing in reality he's actually an incredibly dangerous psychopath you know and i think
1: right see i i would also say though even back when we were having fun before the drama like i felt like i was learning more and becoming more endeared to the characters during that time period than what yeah but i mean we're into payoff now right like the show needs to to
2: raise the stakes to approach a finale you know i think that the show has done a good
1: job of building i mean t- you could have done that by keeping the group together and having them you know blow up a uh, content I, I or just, something like that you know that. <laughs> I, I don't
2: i've i i saw the heart the train heist you know the train heist was fantastic it was great and i'm much more interested now in where you go
1: forward from there rather than just seeing that again if that makes sense I'm saying you didn't have to do the same thing over and over again. I'm just saying going to a more breaking up the group and like isolating swindler and making it all about her, you know, whatever, and and getting into the the big plot. I don't. And again, like we're 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 splitting hairs here. Right, let, let, like, let's be the clear. The show's here. great. We still really, we like love this the show. show I'm just know. saying, if I were to pick which way I would have <laughs> wanted to go, I would have preferred a top notch. You know you know heist thing with with you know lovable you know group of murderers over a you know pretty good you know more dramatic thing you
3: know what i'm really hear- hearing here gel is uh you wish that uh you wish they would just announce season two of dorohedoro already
1: yes <laughs> oh we'll we're gonna get to that discussion we're oh yeah no, yeah <laughs> going to be a, About this show versus Doro Hidoro. Right. It's gonna be a knockdown,
3: um, out fight. This comes. Let let end that year, let but... that be a
1: preview of uh, our year-end discussion because I will have some things to say about <laughs> comparing these those two shows. But, 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 um, but, I, but yes, yes, I, I, I think you are correct. G, that's probably what I really what want. what you really, is, let's really let's want get is to season two of, <laughs> of Doro Hidoro already.
3: Um, <laughs> but,
1: I, but again, Akidama Drive, it's great. I'm yeah, loving it, yeah. and, and I do well, just, I just want that to be clear. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is our, it is uh, you know, we can't shut off the critical parts yeah. of our body. Yeah, brain and here. I, I like, mean, I, I
2: think bad. a lot of it will depend on whether they stick that landing. You know, I yeah. mean, if you if and you go dramatic, you have to have a a good payoff to that decision. And right, it's it's a higher it's a higher difficulty. Yes, mover, exactly.
3: Which right. means potentially a higher rating, but also there is greater chance of uh,
2: yeah. And of and you know, we've still got a few episodes to go. You know, I've been encouraged by. Where they're going with it, but I think there's still a fair bit of ground they have to cover. So we'll see. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and again, well, do we have
1: I... any wild uh, predictions before the because oh, this yeah, is our this last should... chance. Yeah. This is our last chance before the show ends. So,
3: I mean, so the preview of the next episode kind of I think seems to imply a sort of Mexican standoff between the swindler group, the doctor group, and the executioners, and. I am wondering, you know, because of the nature of how Mexican standoffs work, right? I am curious which of the two of those three will end up teaming up against the other. You know what I mean? Like, right? Like, who who makes the who who makes for the strangest bedfellows, right? Like, in 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 a situation in a, a three way standoff between those those three. All groups. right, here's um, here's
2: my you know pie in the sky prediction. Only Hoodlum will survive.
1: <laughs> oh, I think he. I think he's next. To I go feel like they are. But... I feel
3: like they are setting up for Hoodlum to go. Well, um... I was. I actually really liked. I mean, again, like I think that like Hoodlum's scene at the end of the episode with Brawler and Executioner is like masterful, but also like for better or worse. And maybe this is also getting into like why I can't necessarily agree with you, Zig. Is like I think that like Hoodlum is a great example of a character they have not utilized very well ever since those episodes, because like. I was actually legitimately curious, like, what is this character going to do now that, like, Brawler's dead? I think we're still in the process of finding... Not that much. We're still in the process of finding (laughs) that
2: out, though.
3: Like, I I I hope you're right. I really hope you're right that he comes into his own. But I also feel like they're also setting up, like, he's kind of redundant now. Like, if we could kill another character off right now, it could be him.
2: I Um, mean, like, I don't think he's redundant because um... he's always been kind of like... He represents the other side of the everyman coin. You know, if Swindle is the naive one who's in who's in over her head. You know, he's also in over his head, but trying to turn it to his advantage, you know. And that's why I think sure. pairing him with Doctor works, because he automatically gravitates to whoever, you know, is the strongest and, you know, will
1: not kill him instantly. I mean, he's a hoodlum. Yes, that's exactly. his job, no, yes, is he, to he, gravitate he, you know, yeah. to the... Uh... Yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, what are the... Uh... What are the odds everybody comes back? Hacker, I think um, Hacker's my... coming back. I mean, Hacker is definitely they've, coming. They've back, absolutely but... set Hacker off. Like the only yeah, reason to right. send him away is to have him come back. So, right. But what? But I mean, Doctor's talking about playing with death and all that. What is the chance everybody comes back? I, I actually think, think that. Eh. I actually. Think it's less likely that Brawler comes back now than I thought
2: it no, was. I think I, five or six episodes yeah. ago, yeah. or whatever. I
3: strongly maintain that like you don't you don't write you don't write a send off for a character as good as Brawlers unless you you are like planning to permanently cap that character off, right? Like because if you bring a character like Brawler back, then you need to write an even better send off for him later down the down the road. Like he's. Dude got the best. Dude got the best. Like you know, I mean, I really like the Cutthroat episode, but like you know, and to be fair, like Swindler, like fucking going on to getting that Cutthroat with those beam GT was was really fucking good. Like I, I really enjoyed that scene. But like you know, let's be let's be real. Cutthroat did not get nearly as good of a send off. So <laughs> I mean, I think there's, I think, that, uh... I think
2: there's still an outside chance he's alive. Like. Cutthroat. Uh, I mean, show, well, I
1: no. I'm not saying that he's alive. I'm saying what's the chance that they, oh, they come back? Bring him back some, as, like a, a zombie. Basically, I mean, you know, like, yeah, you could do anything, right? Yeah, uh, anything is possible in the show. So well, I, I'm, I still think there's a percentage chance that that happens. Which well, is brawler um, and
3: cutthroat show with like cybernetic limbs and like their brain replaced um, by a computer. Mecha, mecha brawler. <laughs> yeah, mecha and, brawler.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, would that? I don't think any of us would be shocked. No, if that No, I mean, no, it so might, fucking... <laughs> might not be the most likely scenario. Or... Uh,
2: but
3: I, I don't know. I, I mean, right. it's, it's hard to predict where I think that show will go exactly because I mean, this is this is the thing we've had fun with it this whole time, right? Is like,
1: I mean, what is even the end game at this point? Like, rescue their dead get brother? System, I guess. I mean, get, yeah, I, get brother it's, back, it's, it's and Kato. then what happens after that? I think They're the still... end game
2: is you destroy the system, right? Like, like you.
3: Theoretically, yeah. You bring I mean, chaos I, I to the, the
1: perfect order of Kanto. Does Swindler just become the top Akudama? Right, I I mean, think, I, I think, I think if
3: we could speculate on... I think if we speculate on anything, it will probably be that, yes, somehow by the end of this, this, like... Because they've already been hinting at it this whole time that Swindler is coming into her own as a legitimate Akudama. If so, that, yeah, like, if,
0: if by the end of this show, Swindler does not get an Akudama-style intro like in the first episode for everyone else, I will riot. Like, Yeah, right. Like, I was about to say <laughs> something like that. Like, yes,
3: like... Like by the end of this show, Swindler has become the greatest Akudama, the king of the Akudama, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
3: the uh,
0: the number one Akudama, super super S right.
1: Um. Oh, one more thing. Why? One thing I was one more thing I was trying to figure out. Why did Courier just decide to help her? Like,
3: I'm still, like, I mean, my other... Under-
1: do you think there'll be a reason for that, or it was just a, uh, well, i I think he had to change of his mind.
3: I guess, yes. Like, the implication is just, like, ah, well, like, Courier is that is that character archetype in a nutshell, right? Down to the very roots of, like, he's gruff, he's to the point, but deep down, he's got a soft spot for kids, right? Like, that's uh-huh. kind of... I... Them not them not spending the 500 yeah, yen coin know, right? there has me wondering, like, <sighs> is there something even bigger they're going to use that on? Because, like, I thought, like, if there was ever a moment to do the 500 yen coin right. moment, it was right, going to be that there. was the time. So the fact right. that she didn't, I'm like, the, the actual yeah, payoff I thought on the 500 yen coin better, better be, like, even crazier.
1: I just <laughs> thought it was, because, like, I get, yeah, he could have a change of heart, but I feel like that was just, like, not... I don't know. I kind of came out of nowhere. I kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that could also just be the nature of
3: like, look, we don't have that many episodes. Like we can't have like a five minute scene of like couriers, internal monologue of like, right. You know,
1: all right. Well, by the, by the uh, next time we talk about that show, we will know what happened and we'll be able to pass final judgment. But, uh, it's still great, easily the best thing this season. Definitely. So, um All right. That'll do it for this episode, then. We're a little long, but not too much. Not too bad. Uh, let's do our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorioblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music. This list is getting long. Podbeam. <laughs> Stitcher, and uh, also like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out there as well. Uh, I believe next time we'll be doing our season preview Jesus show. Christ. It's that time already. So, uh, time. you know, everybody, look forward Thanks to that. Never look, at
3: look, look forward to hey, our uh, hot take predictions. Are. About which shows we're going to look forward to, and which shows yeah. we won't even bring up in the podcast that will t- suddenly turn out to be our favorite of the season. <laughs> so when I, I, so, so when I still have I, not forgotten talking about that, we never even brought up about Akudama the, the next... in our season preview podcast last last time.
1: Right when I, when I, yes, when I skip talking about uh, the best show mm-hmm. of the season, and then it ends up being the best show of the season. You can uh, <laughs> I love surprises. You can bank that one. But uh, all right, well that's it then. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies, and we'll see everybody next time.